Jeez, it's a crowded studio here near Atticus Lodge today. We haven't called it Atticus Lodge actually this time around, Brett. No, we um, haven't. Well, I heard it. Uh, the little whisperer is getting renamed to Amendment th- uh, oh, 13. Lodge. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Went good. <laughs> when was that? Yesterday? Uh, Brett, I, th- I just think we, we stick to the job at hand, please. <laughs> you know, try to put on a serious podcast here for the fans and you want to, you know. So what have, we, what have we got this week, Shannon? Well, this week, we've actually got a studio audience in here, so can we get a round of applause from the studio audience, please? Hey! And we've been also joined by uh, inter- reigning Inter-Dominion champion trainer, Andy Gaff. Only he and uh, Kevy Pizzuto uh, can lay claim to that. Yeah, we couldn't and, get um, Kevy tonight. We couldn't get Kevy. No. Um, so we had to settle for Andy. Yeah. So, but that's a that's a treat. Um, Andy, thank you for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Otherwise, we've just got some of our usual segments. And what we're going to do is one of the one of the more um, memorable interviews we had here. I think this is Andy's third trip to um, Amendment Thirteen Park, um, <laughs> where we all hang out. <laughs> is that? Um, is was when Andy was here for an extended version. I think it ended up in the early hours of the following morning. We won't be doing that tonight, Andy, because you've just got off the plane from New Zealand. But your story that relayed an account from when you were looking after a horse for Vinnie Knight through an Inter-Dominion series is one of the more well-received um, stories. I think it involved one of the ladies, Joyce, or someone from the Bankstown um, Trotting Club. And uh, hopefully you've got another one of those up your sleeve. I don't want to set the standard too high, Andy, but we're interested in hearing uh, something from your inter- interdom history tonight. Yeah, no, I'm sure I've got one there, uh, you know, somewhere in my memory bank. So, yeah, no, we'll uh, produce it later. Uh, very good. Brett, um, otherwise, let's just get on with, I suppose, we're only eight days away. I'm going to employ your tactic from last week and go to when the listeners will tune into this. It really works better when you don't tell the listeners that, Sean. <laughs> well, it's, it's Wednesday night. I don't want yeah, people no. thinking that I'm drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning. Uh, so, no, um, that would be, that would Brett, be terrible. Brett, eight days to go. Now, that is bloody exciting. So all we need now is someone to send a telegram mm. to the Auckland Trotting Club and let them know it's only eight days away from an Inter-Dominion beginning, given they seem to be, you know, blissfully oblivious to that fact. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. They'll get onto it. It's At still, some point. No, it's still eight days, as you said. At some point. And I will say, and this is a credit to Harness Racing Victoria last year, because the promotion in the weeks leading up last year from Harness Racing Victoria, if you recall, and we would have chatted about it last year, some of those interviews with past champions and past trainers about their experiences with the Inter-Dominion, mm. they just built on it. They built the atmosphere in it. There's no mistake. This is the biggest prize in harness racing in Australia and New Zealand. And I know people will say the New Zealand Cup's the biggest day, and I don't doubt that. And um, and we have the Miracle Mile, which is the richest race. But the prize that everybody covets uh, is the Inter-Dominion. And so I'm just so excited that it's eight days away. Am I overplaying it because I, this year I... Pray to have a, some personal involvement, Brett, or is this the Holy Grail? The interest? have you got some personal involvement in this, Brett? Please don't <laughs> don't mess with the audience. Don't treat the audience oh, like sorry. fools, Brett. Also, I should uh, I shouldn't laugh too much because Matt Smith might get offended by my laughter. But um, uh, no, of course you're not underplaying. It's 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 a it's the bloody best series getting around anywhere. But is it the pinnacle, Andy? What do you think? What's the pinnacle in the sport? No, uh, Dominion's the pinnacle. Um, 
because it's not a one-off race. The race three times in a week uh, challenges the driver, the horse, the trainer, and you know to have your horse ride on the final. You know it's not easy to do. And I was fortunate at a young age that I travelled with Vinny Knight and able to experience a couple of wins in his minion early on. And yeah, and it was just you know it's the holy grail. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I think it, in terms of trotting now, the Great Southern Star, albeit a young race, is probably the richest trotting race in Australasia, uh, whatever its iteration. Um, and the Miracle Mile, as I said before, and the New Zealand Cup is the biggest day of racing. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the actual event, something that I've longed to be involved in, and if you asked me if there's any race that I wanted to be involved in, and it's interesting that at the, a few times in recent, um, recently Gareth Hall's put it to, to um, Jason Bonington and Blake Redden on, on RSN, a rival of ours, but we'll happily give them a mention, that... Um, he Gareth saying that you know like th- this is where uh, Emma and Clayton, uh, Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin need to be to really sort of cement themselves is in at this level. Now Bonner says, oh no, I think they sleep quite well without worrying about whether they're into Dominions. But when we actually interviewed Clayton in here some three years ago, uh, he he said this the race he wanted to win more than anything else was the Inter Dominion, and I reckon mo- that would be the view of most people in harness racing. Yeah, no doubt. I was thinking. No? That's like a Brooke Vandenberg response. That, isn't <laughs> like, Andy's here in the studio, so you can see Brett's here just looking at his phone there like a 16-year-old girl at, uh, in where class. The, where the fork is this coming from? You're, you're calling me a 16-year-old girl as well. Oh, sorry. Don't worry about that. He's Jeez. just giggling. That was just in jest. I wouldn't oh. worry about what Matt Smith said. I wouldn't let that go and hold you back from actually enjoying the situation, Brett. Just relax and you know, soak to, up the moment. I'm trying to do some... Quality research. <laughs> we had time for research before. Um, that, but so that I think that most trainers or and owners and people involved and, in this sport would think this is it. Yeah, and I actually think there's something special about it being in Alexandra Park because it's just a it's a very unique racetrack. It's uh, one of the premier, the real premier racetracks, I think anyway, getting around because it's you know it's in the guts of a of a major metropolis. Yeah. Um, and the opposite way makes it intriguing as well. Yeah, again, uh, for us Australians that are heading over there, it's a challenge for all of us, mm. for all our horses. None of them ever race right-handed or trialled right-handed, so, um, yeah, there's adjustments that have to be made going forward. Yeah. Speaking of, I know you've mentioned about McLovin, not particularly going the best that way, or you worked him once or something? And um, he, he trots very good that way. Okay. He trots... Um, for the Road Cup last year, we were thinking about, well, this year, yep. just, just gone, this season just gone, we were thinking yep. about taking him over there for the Road Cup. And we worked him right-handed a few times, and he trotted really good, just as good as he does left-handed, but went a little bit lame in a, in a knee, Okay. and we thought it maybe because he was going right-handed. Yep. So we sort of just put it on the back shelf, and we always had that in our back of our mind. That's why we weren't that keen to head to yep. Intermini this year, but things happened that... Um, he's there. Yep. He's well. Uh, he's in really good order. I'll just come home for a few days and I'll head back over there. But really happy with him. And he's he worked at John Dickey's place right-handed and worked as good as you know you could expect him to work. So yep. um, yeah, we're really and, happy with him. And John Dickey's track looks more like a, a, a race track than your track at home. Is yeah, that... no, it probably is. It's only half mile, but oh, is it? Okay. yeah, but yeah. it's still it's a very good track and. Yep. Um, it's a little bit of a rise up a hill, yep. one hill. So yeah, but he handled it really good. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, going forward, we've got no issues with him handling that way of going. Yep. Okay. Very good. Uh, all right. Now, Brett, tonight we obviously opened uh, the the promo with the Steve Irwin tribute. Um, mm. It was Steve Irwin Day the other day, which is 
intriguing, uh, just looking back at the video, intriguing choice of uh, um, shawl or whatever you call it for Steve Irwin to be wearing. Nah, he didn't like predators for native animals, <laughs> and foxes are native animal predators. Yeah, no, good point. So, don't worry about that. Uh, some people in harness racing have made a shark tooth famous. <laughs> um, I was determined to make a fox skin famous. Uh, and so if Triple Eight win, uh, sorry, if Triple Eight gets to the Inter Dominion, will you wear the fox uh, on Inter Dominion Grand Final night? Um, I don't know if I'll be able to get it in <laughs> customs because it, it it is an actual real fox pelt. But yeah, no, Steve Irwin, if he was passionate about one thing, it was making sure that native animals were protected from foxes and wild cats. <laughs> That is true. Um, that is true. But yeah, he sadly missed that guy. Um, not as much as uh, Andy Sipowitz, but he's missed <laughs> Um All right. Let, look, we can't bug our eyes around on this and make it sound like it's uh, you know a lightweight show, a lightweight program, Brett. We got no, lots of um, you know competitors in this space. Yes. Yeah. All, none of them from Auckland, mind you. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Um, but Brett. Um, no, actually, having said that, Garrick Knight, who does listen in, was a competitor from Auckland until he got benched by uh, the big fella from down in Dunedin, which... As I said before, you just listen to what the people say, and sometimes you're going to make cuts that are necessary. Yeah, yeah. I still think he was harshly done by there. I will say, talking about Johnny Turner, all right, last week we mentioned... (laughs) Where's this going? No. No. (laughs) Last week... You're not going to whack Johnny again, I'm not, all right? You mentioned that he got the back page of the press. And you're right, that is an awesome accolade. Bloody brilliant. Sticks it up Garen's ass, who doesn't actually give him the respect that he deserves in this caper. That's true. However, have you noticed the absence from Twitter of one certain back page earning journalist from the South Island? What do you mean? Hardly a tweet. He's moved on from us. He says, I'm, I'm big in print now. I don't need me, uh, me trotting grunk Twitter followers. He's just moved straight on. So, I, And I imagine he'll do the same to print once he makes it on the screen as well, once he's a television presenter. So I just think... He's actually a thespian, you do know that. I don't doubt it. Yeah. I don't yeah. doubt it. Yeah. Um, however, mark my words, you check his Twitter feed since he made the back page of the press. Okay. He's moved on. Yeah, right. I'm surprised he's even still got his account open. Yeah, okay. uh, he's gone and said, all right, graduated from you guys. You can all piss <laughs> off. Uh, I'm pretty big time now. So. Well, you know. Anyway. People, people handle fame differently. We've obviously stayed, ground, stayed grounded. But. Yeah, you have. <laughs> yeah, I've got a bit carried away. Um, Brett, let's get down to business. Show day at Addington, uh, Friday. So we, we, we picked apart the New Zealand Cup. Uh, last no Wednesday. Yeah, it's a great review. Now, mm. show day. Three days after the big day and a lot of horses, you know, backing up again. Yep. Which can, is a, it's a great pointer to an Inters That's and an Inters series, very, you know, yeah. like uh, over there in Kiwi. Very true. Uh, what were some of the stories from show day? We'll go around the room. We'll start with you, Brett, who has... Um, obviously, a, a great achievement on the day with the Alabar-owned Chase Auckland. Then we'll go to Andy, who had a competitor in McLovin. Um, and then we'll go to me, who really was just watching from home. And I actually watched a trot race that day. So, Brett, what do you reckon of show day? Uh, thanks, Mr. Nixon. Uh, it was... Oh, I, didn't, I didn't watch many races. I watched, obviously, uh, Chase win. So that was impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, where are the haters now? Is where are the doubters now? <laughs> the knockers now? Yeah. Um, Probably three wide doing work. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> oh. 
no, no. I was like, well, I, I was just happy that he won. Yeah. That was like, I was just happy for, I, I don't know. There's a lot of people in the ownership of this horse, Brett. Yeah, there's like 50-something, I think. Yeah, so well, that's great. I don't have anything to do with it, but I was just happy for Ivan, who runs the syndicate, and Graham, who put it together. And, yeah. Um, yeah, just wrapped, really. Like, they're, you know, they've... Um... Story of the day, though. What about that race, Brett? So, obviously, Chase... Look, he was a huge run on Cup Day. Yep. And then he's come out and he's actually got the chockies. You know, like these races aren't won. They're rarely won by a horse just being, you know, dominating a field. And, and, and we've seen that this year when we don't have a dominant horse. Uh, your horse got the chockies. What are the other stories from that race? We know since then that Spankham uh, has got an issue, whether he carried that in the race or not. I'm not sure. Yes. What else did you think from the race? Uh, well, Cruz was obviously, Cruz Bromack was obviously, uh, went huge. He's, yep. he's just in great form, you know, in a rear vein of form. Yeah. Um, Classy Brigade backed up beautifully and and just run a, you know, another corker of a race. The fixer was okay. Kind. Go again. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was plain. Yeah. Uh, I thought Henry Hubert ran his, his usual really good race. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get back to our Uncle Sam, who's... He, yeah, and he was poor. Yeah. He was Having poor. Having said that, it wasn't... Who drove him? Chris? No. Yes. It wasn't the... Anthony. Anthony, sorry. Chris trained him. Anthony drove him. It wasn't... Should have gone the pegs. He should have, absolutely. That was that was a good spot for him. I feel for the horse. I just feel he's been asked a hell of a lot in the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, so, he's you in know, on Friday. He's up again Friday. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which we'll see, you know. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to knock trainers that have that have you know taken a horse. I'm not knocking the trainer, it's, and I'm not knocking the horse. Yeah, I just feel, yeah. And if anything, I just say, well, I think the horse is. It, we can't knock him on that. Oh no, no, He's I'm been not asked knocking to do him. I'm just a lot. He's been given a hell of a lot. It's hard to knock the program because they've done it before. So either they're, you know, either they've just miscalculated it. Yeah. Or. He's suddenly going to improve a lot, and they're going to be they're going to be yeah. geniuses. I don't know. Yeah, Cup Day, he missed it that badly. Uh, Mark Judge didn't even really chase, so I'm yeah. not yep. sure. Yeah, he, he didn't. It probably. was less than track work he would done on the Tuesday, I'd say. So yeah, um, yep. Obviously, he had an easy day then. Yep, yep. And uh, AG's White Sox might uh, feature later in the program for me. Um, yeah, for me, the fixer, he was very disappointing, and. Did he come second on Cup Day in the in the Cup? So it's harsh to go and I can't remember. Did he? I'm pretty sure he did. I think he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's harsh. Yeah, he did. Yeah. To sort of pot him for that, but I think both times he hasn't finished the way that you know the the fixer who um, you yeah, know won yeah. the won the Cup last year, won the Ballarat Cup, ran second in the the Miracle Mile. Yeah, that fixer isn't who we're seeing. What, no, who, he, who we saw last he week. usually savages like that. You know, he savages the line really yeah. when he's at his best. And he's a pro. And mm. classy brigade. Um, I thought he was good again, but ran to where he's at. You know, like he's in the the, the top five yeah, horses, but, and I obviously felt he could have won the the cup with a. You know, I would think though, if you asked people two weeks ago, say maybe three weeks ago, he yeah. wouldn't be in their top. You know, top three or top four horses. Yeah. But he's coming through AAA form, Brett. So oh, you've always got to respect that. <laughs> I just think it, I think that horse has really, um, really announced himself. I, I don't know, I Andy. Guess. You know, you know the horse well, and you've seen him in action twice in the last ten days. Yeah, well, a little bit of luck. He could have been a New Zealand Cup winner. Mm. Um, you know, if he had got through, or if he had stayed to pegs, he, he, he might have won. So 
he was a good young horse when Nigel McGrath had him and uh, Robert Dunn's had him for a while but he's really in top form at the moment and I think his North Island form is pretty good as well so he's probably a horse capable of winning some Dominion heats going forward I reckon yep yep um, well he showed good you know to hold the lead the other day you know he, yeah he, he went really good so um, yeah he's there's really some horses that are really rounding into form and there's probably a couple that yeah. are you know that are gone well either haven't or, or gone the other way a bit so um Brett, over to the trotters, because we can't just obsess with paces the whole time. Yes. Uh, Habibi Inter, is that the name? Is it Habibi Inter or Habiti Inter? <laughs> what? Which one is it? Is it Habibi Inter? Yes. Right, Habibi Inter, yep. Oscar Bonavina, uh, Markula. Well, let Andy speak about this one, because he had a horse in the race. But oh, I, I, like a sheet over to you, Andy. I always think it's a sheet. He was just... Yeah, yeah well, the winner was awesome, Habibi mm. Inter. Um you know, Mark Hall sort of got pulling pretty hard and sort of ran along pretty solid speed. Uh, he sat back in the field, but even I think his last mile was about 157. Yeah, uh, right. of two mile, which is just brutal, and he just he was so strong on the line. And yeah, he was quite dominant. And you know, I thought he would have been a little bit shorter for the Dominion going forward because he's in really good form. Um, obviously, Mark Cooler, I didn't think it was that bad. Um, probably over raced a little bit, and a little, you know, sure he probably went a little bit too hard on it. Uh, been such a long race and. Um, obviously Oscar Gallop, which was a little bit unfortunate for the punters, but when I was watching it looked pretty good. Um, but again, and my horse McLovin obviously was disappointing, but he had thumps after the race, which um, a little bit like hiccups, it's like a regular spasm of the diaphragm, and um, it's caused by electrolyte imbalance or calcium deficiency, so um, that's why he performed well below his best, but he seems really good at the moment, but... He picked the wrong race to do, especially when you step well and lob fence behind a leader and throw in a thousand dollar race. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, two things there I want to say was, uh, yeah, it was probably pretty bad for Chris Ryder who flew down from America to watch his horse race and it galloped yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, and McLovin, what do you actually do to to fix that imbalance? Frightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Showing me a picture of Cam. Uh, Walk up behind him in a bear uh... with a bear hat on. Um, yeah, generally it does correct itself. I've okay. only had one little horse that happened to in my whole time of training. The horse called Blade and Lie, and he took about yeah. two or three days to get over it. And he really? had to have a couple of saline drenches and okay. uh, calcium drip as well. But um, McLovin, by the time we got him home, he was sort of over it. Really? Uh, yeah, so um, he sort of <laughs> got over it within about three hours, which was good. Yeah, right. Uh, but generally it's a saline drench, or you have to do a blood and just check the calcium. Yep. We done a blood on him yesterday and come back and everything was good on him, and we'll just do another one on him next Monday before he races and make sure it's all good. But, yep. yeah, it, it will affect their performance, obviously. Yeah, okay. Okay. Got much to add there, Shannon? No, no. I had a... Um... What about Monty Python? How's that horse? It just bobs up, doesn't it? Like, just... Yeah. Like, how old is he? He's older than me, I think. Yeah, 10-year-old. 10-year-old. Yeah. Uh, did he yeah. turn into Minion? I think he did. Yeah, he's just an amazing horse. Yeah, no, he's been around a long time and he just keeps um, those good old trotters, they just keep earning. Hmm. Should also mention uh, the trainer of uh, Habibi. Habibi. Habibi Inter. Uh, Brett, do your research. Yeah. <laughs> um, how many horses would he train? Oh, Poor man. Yeah, probably 15 to 20. Far um, Yeah, he only trains trotters. Yep. Um, yeah, he's a pretty unique person. When you, is he? Yeah, no, okay. he, he sort of does a lot of things outside the circle, square, or yep. whatever you want to say it. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a really nice bloke and really just sort of keeps to himself pretty quiet. 
Um, I remember I went to Auckland once and he was there and he just put a electric fence in the middle of the track and just <laughs> just stayed there with his horses and, really? and, and slept in a sleeping bag. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's um, yeah, no, he's a really he's a great trainer. Great yeah, trainer who trainers. is he? What's his name? Paul Nairn. Oh, and, Paul Nairn. And, you know, he's had a lot of good trotters over the years and and he's got another good one now. There's probably no like he's genuinely one of the the you know the really great trainers like it's just amazing how many horses he gets and and uh it's just amazing this this time that we're in when you've got you know your, your massive professional stables and there's this guy that just continually produces really good horses and peaks them on big days yeah obviously you know he's brought them over here before when was made and won a derby with her and other yeah. horses along the way above the stars he's you know he's just a long list of them and he, again he keeps getting them it's no fluke no because uh, he obviously knows what he's doing yeah it's crazy all right, Brett um, and Andy, Melton Friday, <laughs> Colt 31. That's probably the next race. It's, there's probably two more race meetings yep. that have an impact in terms of us discussing it. Okay. Um, Give us your thoughts, Shannon. Um, I... Luckily, luckily, luckily uh, Oscar didn't... Uh didn't win the Dominion. Yeah. And you were riding uh, Rapper's Delight. Yeah, no, no, Rapper's Delight's the right place. We'll get to that when we talk to the Megabet curse a bit okay. later on. Okay. But look, uh, Colt 31, probably, he, he was good. He won. If, you know, like, it wasn't the authoritative type of win that you would expect for the run he had. It makes you think that if um, Rapper's Delight didn't meet misfortune, it would have been a very, very tough job for Colt 31 to get there. Um, I know old mate Sooty's saying, you know, like uh, he is a good overs bet and a, and a winning chance. I don't know, I'm a bit sour on him, whether it's around the San Carlo form, who I've also sort of softened on, and just thinking, is this a horse? He's He's been up for a while now. I know, pardon me, um, he, he's had a lot of runs lately anyway, and I just, I don't know. Anyway, I, he won, he should have won, um, but. It's probably got me... It wasn't that impressive that it got me to sit up and take notice. Yeah, okay. He's, he's, I don't think he's ever a horse that is massively impressive when he wins, though. Am I wrong in saying that? Or, like, I, I think he's just a horse that sort of does what he... I don't know. He was good when he won the derby. And he's good when he gets a quiet trip and can use his, speed, his turn of foot, which wasn't enough in the Vic Cup. No, no, he used to run second. Yeah. So, you know... I don't know. He might not be a winning chance in the Dominion, but he's definitely a place. Like, he's a real good place chance, I would have thought. Yeah. Andy, what about Colt 31? You got any comments on that? Yeah, I'm a little bit with Shannon. Um, I only watched it on my phone because I was in New Zealand, but I thought he might have won a little bit easier. Again, um, he's had a bit of hard racing, and I think he had a trial as well, trying to get him back in the draw. So, um, yeah, they probably haven't done much with him too. Been, been a stay-in, he might have been going to that race a little bit underdone, even though he's had a fair bit of racing. So... Um, I wouldn't rule him out as a winning hope. Um, you know, I still think he's a pretty good horse. He, he's, he's dangerous with a sit. And I think um, when the night he did gallop out, I reckon he's some chance of leading. So I think he's got that gate speed mm. yeah. as a weapon as well. So um, Yeah, so I think that will help, especially around Alexandra Park. Well, we'll know how confident the camp is if um, Grant goes over to drive him or if he sends Clinton, uh, Clinton, Welsh over, <laughs> Clinton Welsh over to drive him or... Maybe we'll oh, put him on the on the overs. That <laughs> Natalie might get a drive if he hasn't got one in it. Yes, that is true. <laughs> but she will. They've got six lining up so far. But that's the other thing about that horse. And uh, like I don't know, he's been staying at Clinton's place. Grant, I presume, hasn't been down here, has he? Or no, uh, Dale Hogan, who works for Grant, actually okay. gets to work for Vinnie Knight. 
Oh, um, all these years, um, yeah, he's been around Dale, but Dale's been down with both his both those horses the whole time. So. so I'm presuming Grant will go. Well, I don't know. Maybe he won't go for the Inters, but I'm presuming he would go for the Inters, would he? At least then, you know, he'll be able to. I'll know. say because Dale will have to be back here with Dale Monteith and Dale Brown and every <laughs> other Dale who's yeah. working How on the show. Victoria. Is, is that D A I L? Just to get every different uh, spelling of it. Um, but anyway, if if Grant goes across, well, then that's you Grant know, will go across. So that's so. What I'm saying is the horse can improve then, because if you've got the actual trainer there training a horse, surely it's going to improve. Oh, he's a very good trainer. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. I just think yeah. he's. Too- well, I reckon the Purden always slowed him down when Sean McNulty was taking care of him, though. <laughs> I reckon the horses well, went worse when Purden came to town. That is true. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. Uh, and Saturday night, really, probably Saturday night, free for all at Menangle. Boo! What are you booing about, Lord Zinzan? Yeah, yeah, I know he was shit ass. But um, <laughs> probably that was the sort of Alma's image last chance to go over was to show up on Saturday night, and it was okay. But uh, the race wasn't really one to suit him. He's you know really is a good a sit sprint horse, and it just didn't eventuate that way. So that sort of put a line under him. Um, probably, as of today, cash and flows. Well, no, he's not going to the interest, but far out is he flying? Yeah, we'll take a roll call at Luke's and. Well, 20 of them are flying. Yeah. Uh, they're absolutely in rare form. Um, so today, the uh, before we go to a break... Yes. The numbers came out today, the the, the fourth and final rankings. Scheduled for 11am. What, what time did say NZ um, uh, DST, which I assumed was New Zealand... I don't know what DST stands for, but it must have been North Zambia uh, DST. <laughs> daylight Savings because, Time. Uh, oh, daylight Savings Time. Well, there you go, because it came out about, I don't know, 4 o'clock Kiwi time. They, yep. they, they just are so chill. No wonder Mark has missed continually nominating horses for races in New South <laughs> Wales and big races. They, don't give a... Oh, whoever's on the, on the button there is just like the honey badger. They just don't give a shit. They're like, yeah, whatever. I just can't believe it. Four out of four into the minion rankings, not one of them released on the time that was published. That's fine, but just don't yeah. set the expectation. Look, anyway, it's only a small thirty paces today, and they've for some reason uh, well, we know, all know Spank it was withdrawn, so he's on the withdrawn list. We know yep. that Elmer's image is not going, and that is confirmed. Um, Tennis and Bromax in the paddock, and the real big horse, the giant horse. Isn't going because he was going to court in session. Court, yeah. court in session. So we're down at twenty-seven. Yep. Um, I'm told by New Zealand's most ferocious news hound <laughs> that um, Ball of Art isn't going. No, 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 no. Revolver isn't going. Okay. Ball of Art will only go if there's three heats. So that's not really a factor because if it looks like three, they can do it. I'm really clinging to the hope that you know that we still might get three. Mm. Uh, it's. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not likely right now. Um, and there were 29 trotters. What was the cut, what's the cutoff? For, do they, have well, they got it's firm? fluid, Brett. Yeah. If there was 27, it would have been a clear yes. Yep, okay. Um, and so, my snouts tell me today we might still go with less than 27 with three. So if there was 26, it might be 998, yeah, right. for instance. So what are we talking about for the trotters then? Are they Trotters will be two heats to 12. Really? Yeah. So even if they have more horses, they'll still... They don't have more horses and they won't. How do you know? Because they've got 29 now. Don't, don't, don't act like you actually <laughs> give a shit about... <laughs> I do. I care deeply about trotters. <laughs> so which ones is your ferocious news hound told you about that are withdrawing from the 29? Oh, 
Look, I don't want to expose anybody, so I actually can't. I've just got to stop there. Okay. In fact, we probably should turn this whole podcast off right now, Brett. In fact, let's go for a break. Well. I didn't think you had it in you. I'm your huckleberry. Geez, that sound clip just gets better each week, Shannon. It does, Brett. And unfortunately, um, Andy has just informed me he has not seen Tombstone either. Cam's in the background. It doesn't surprise me that he hasn't seen Tombstone. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, absolutely... Wow, seven people in the world haven't seen Tombstone and three of them are sitting <laughs> here with me right now. Quite remarkable. Brett, my Huckleberry this week... Yes. Uh, I hope, Andy, if you haven't done one of these, think of it really quickly. <laughs> uh, and a horse that did something that I couldn't think it could do was Habibi Inter. Now, because <laughs> you had heard of the horse before Friday. <laughs> I, I do. I am trying to be inclusive here. And I probably do feel like a bit of a phony. Cause, but I have seen the horse race before. But watching the race and watching how it unfolded, and seeing Mark Cooler rolling along in front, and Andy's horse, you know, in there with a relatively uh, soft trip, I just thought, right. And so to see Habibi Inter emerge from the pack and just kick everyone's brains in, I didn't think it could do that. So that is one of my Huckleberries. I've got another one. Oh, okay. Chase Auckland. <laughs> and I will tell you why, Brett. And you know this. Because you hate him? I don't hate him. And stop saying that, okay? Hate's a very, very powerful word. No, I don't hate anybody or anything. But if you had have said to me a month ago that Chase Auckland would win the New Zealand free-for-all, I would have bet you... I wish we did. Leo, one of my children. And he's my favourite. That's your favourite. He is my favourite. I would have bet you my favourite child of the three that it couldn't be done. So, my two huckleberries were Habibti... No, Habibi Inter. Habibi Inter. Forget Habibti. That was another horse, wasn't it? <laughs> Habibi Inter and Chase Auckland. They're my huckleberries. Brett, over to you. Uh, mine was... This is maybe a little... Yeah, a bit of a build-up to uh, Huckleberry, but uh, Scorcher. I'm uh, I'm really warming to this this mare, besides the fact she's by Art Major. Um I think she's uh, she was very impressive uh, in winning. I'm trying to find what race she won on uh, on show day. I think it was race five. Yep. Um, she won by over yeah two and a quarter lengths, fifty eight three for the twenty six hundred. Um, relatively inexperienced mare. Um, only had I think eight starts, seven oh, sorry ten starts four wins. Uh, seven starts this year for four wins and three seconds. Um. Yeah, trained by Nigel McGrath. I think she's uh she's very impressive. All right, Andy, who's your Huckleberry? Yeah, I haven't had much time to think about this, but I, I probably never thought I'd wear a bear's hat and be stuck in between two imbeciles <laughs> dressed in shirts. I'd have to go back to Kmart tomorrow. We'll pick the target. Sorry. <laughs> no, nah, it's Kmart. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hopefully, the manager doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, but um. <laughs> I'm with you because you followed the trotter so well. Habibi Inter, you know, that was um, no doubt its best performance ever. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yep. There you go. You see, I speak with authority when I speak you on do. the square gators. No, you do. Yeah. I've always been a big fan of the love use. So. Mm. So. All right. Brett, next segment here. Social scene. Oh. Social scene. What have you seen on the internet? Yes. Um, whether it comes from Auckland Trotting Club or any other source, <laughs> uh, what have you seen? Because uh, you don't seem to have done your homework much. No, no, I don't. Usually bring a notebook. I, I um, do usually you usually do cross your brief a little bit more. So uh, I got. I actually saved this one when I first saw it. All right. I knew I'd be doing a podcast this week. Um, it is just a very simple visual one. It's from uh, so it works perfectly on the podcast format. Yeah. It's uh, from at Dashman zero one. Our uh, good uh, Queensland friend Darren Clayton, and uh, he's gone to some party on a Saturday night. And uh, just tagged this photo, Tangles. It's just him in a World Series shirt, growing a fantastic mo. It's absolute, a great, it's a pose, everything classic, about it? it. Yeah, he's got the Terry Telling hat. Just beautiful. Well found, Brett. Well beautiful. found. He's a good looking man. He is not, but he's a good, <laughs> good, he's a good man. Uh, so, by social scene. Mine was, uh, was from the Trots. Is, what's their Twitter handle, the Trots? Here. Which here? Yeah, in Victoria. Anyway, I don't know. and the they, Steve Cleave yeah. took people through what he might do on my stable as an example, and I thought that was really good yep. because I know from um, I just think it's something which is such easy technology, and I really like that it showed everybody this is how easy it is to do. You point the cam, the phone at the horse, you talk about it, and then the minute you press it, it goes to all the owners. So. That was one of my social scenes. It was the trots slash my stable. So I'm just talking yes. about the merits of my stable no, and the potential beautiful. for it. Yep. The other one is the Stuart Tonkin Facebook post, which they um, tweeted out, which was after Fly High Tanner's win yesterday. So oh, yes. obviously when Emma and Clayton have a winner, it doesn't really turn much attention because they do it a lot and it's not like they have a huge fan base or anything like that where people just get excited about a certain horse winning. The horse was favourite. Um, the horse is owned by Rod Sharp who has a few horses in the stable and he's a absolute harness nut. And he brought a mate into this horse and it was the first horse that his friend had owned. Yep. And his, his friend's son sadly took his life about two years ago. And he was uh, in his early 20s and they bought this horse and partly as a distraction for the family of Tanner, who took his life. And they named the horse Fly High Tanner. And he broke in really, really well. And what happened then was the horse had um, significant um, health issues. Okay. To the point where uh, it was curtains they needed you know they went for second third opinions to try to see if there are answers to try to help the horse to survive and whether they should persist with it so the horse has as an early three-year-old won that race and i know from talking to rod probably 18 months ago when it was well i think that's just going to be it for him um that yeah that was a really cool thing for Fly High Tanner to win. Yep. And I know how much it would have meant to Rod, his group of owners, for Tanner's dad, um, and the stable acknowledged it, you know, as a special event, mm. which um, just showed what it means means to those involved. And uh, that was 
awesome. So they are my two items of social scene. And then did you any, see anything out there in the Twitter sphere or Facebook or Instagram or MySpace, <laughs> which you're probably still on? No. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I didn't have access to Wi-Fi very often in New Zealand, so I probably be a little bit behind. But did I tweet anything out during the week? Was uh, that any good? Or uh, your photo, your uh, well, there was a video of McLovin working this morning, but I don't think that came from you. No, I sent it to Adam and he yeah. tweeted it out or whatever. But yeah, I think. Um, Ricky, oh, yeah. well, I think the photo Ricky put out of Tough Monarch and McLovin together. Oh yeah, I that think, was I good. Think it was a great yep. photo, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I really like that. Yeah. Yep. That would have been for last week's show, though, so it doesn't really okay, count, so let's move right. on to the next segment. <laughs> In fact, the next segment, Andy, is all about you. Well, it's not all about you. It's all about your experience with the Inter-Dominion. Um, I am going to... Actually, we didn't have the beer review in here, so um, in the rundown sheet, no. so I have to sneak that in. Yep. I'm going to go and get another one of these delicious um, green beers that I've bought tonight. And while I do that, Andy, um, let's roll with a, an Inter-Dominion tale. Um, Brett, see if you can be your best active, constructive listener, um, Denton style, while Andy tells you of this Inter-Dominion tale. You've got a full school teacher tonight. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, here's yeah. Andy. Well, there's a lot of tales I could probably say. Um, <laughs> well, I can't say on, on air, obviously, because what did you... Because Cam's here and Cam's he's got very sensitive ears. But models of horses, uh, when we're over in Perth, we had four horses over there, Sue Riley, our maestro, Jody's Babe, and Sinbad Bay. Sue Riley. And every day we used to take him to the beach, except for Sue Riley, he was such a pig of a horse and yep. no one could ride him and we didn't really like him. Uh, <laughs> so so one day we decided, and we used to go to Naval Base where everyone used to go yep. and take their horses. There was never, it was always, the water was always still and calm, but one day we decided to go elsewhere and Vinny said, oh, Let's bring Sir Riley. We had Dominic Barber over there with us, one of his owners. And so myself, Vinnie, Scotty Stewart, and Dominic Barber. So we've got the four horses loaded up, and we head off to this different beach. So we get there, and there's no one on the beach. It's sort of a little bit barren. Okay. But there's a lot of waves. So I always rode Jody's Babe in the water. Vinnie always rode Sinbad, and Scotty always rode our maestro. Yep. And so Sir Riley, we get him there, and he says to Dominic Barbaro, Hey, Dom, you can jump on Sue Riley. He said, I've never ridden a horse before. <laughs> Vinny said, oh, it's okay. He's quiet. He gets ridden all the time. So so we legged, legged Dominic up, and I reckon he, you know, he was probably only on for about two seconds, and he's down on the ground. And the next thing I just see Sue Riley just dashing down this beach just for miles, and he's just out of sight. And I just kept thinking to myself, the front page tomorrow on the paper is Sue Riley's disappeared. So we're, Vinny's laughing his head off. He couldn't give, give a stuff. So I'm sitting on the horse, so... So I jumped off the horse and helped, gave it to Scotty or whatever, and I went looking for Sir Riley. Oh. And then we sort of up through the sand dunes and all these bushes there, and I seen him go running past me. He was sort of running back the other way, but I couldn't catch him. He's such a headstrong. Yeah. Then he finally he ran past me again and actually got him by his tail. <laughs> <laughs> and this is true. I was sort of water skiing behind him a little bit. <laughs> And we finally got him, but uh, yeah, but I reckon it took about half an hour, 40 minutes to catch him, but uh, that was the last time he went to the beach and it was the last time Dominic ever rode. So, <laughs> so that, How did he go in the inters? Uh, I think he won the Constellation. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Just another side, of, I remember, I reckon on the, there was heats on the 
Monday, yeah. yep. Monday afternoon. They're on early, so they okay. Um, so decent seaboard could sort of time wise, oh, yeah, yeah, be yeah. okay or whatever for them, yeah. And um, so they can be on Sky 2, that's back it, then. back on Sky 2. <laughs> and Sue Riley was in a heat against Village Kid, and I remember Vinnie led on Sue Riley and had Village Kid outside him, and Vinnie just went flat out the whole way, yeah. And Village Kid ended up winning, and it was about a 40 degree day. And I always remember Vinnie come back to me, he said, Oh. I can't believe Chris Lewis was too worried about winning that race. He said, oh, you just would have cooked that horse for the final. Yeah. And, and he was right. Yeah, um, right. So, yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, Sue Riley ran second in that race, so you just used him as a chopping block. <laughs> yeah. Thing, but, uh, but, yeah, he yeah. was a good old tough horse. I think he was a two-eight-eight Hanover. He's he one was. of those horses that yeah. used to get 20, 30 metres in front of the field, and they used to catch him and used to get going again. So, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he was a hard horse to do anything with. Yeah, right. Oh, that's good, Andy. Thanks for sharing that tale with us. Now, what about yourself and uh, very rare, well, until Mark Purden and Natalie Rasmussen, it's very rare to win Inter-Dominions back-to-back. Uh, maybe Brian Hancock's done it. Um, I don't Do know. Do you mean with different horses? or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's still, it's still there aren't many multiple Inter's winners, let alone back-to-back, which Mark Purden's made a bit of a mockery of in recent times. Mm-hmm. So I suppose I'm just going to Andy now and just saying how's how does you know like he's good he, he's going into uh, thanks Brad um, yeah what do you reckon <laughs> mate what's the what's the story are you obviously last year um, Tornado Valley was in the zone he was on his home deck um, what what are your thoughts going into what starts in eight weeks eight days eight days sorry <laughs> sorry yeah. so I come from Auckland I'd know that it's on in eight days yes no, yeah. no I wouldn't um, yeah obviously um, you know McLovin's the horse I've got over there and we left obviously mainly for the Dominion and we left with the horse in our opinion who's really in the zone his work's been terrific he had the one race start where he sat three wide most of the way in the group one race and won it so uh, on the Tuesday he ran a terrific race behind Tough Monarch and he put up really good from it and obviously on the Friday with the disappointment of the poor run and having the thumps afterwards but we're really looking forward to it we are you know Kate and I really think he's a realistic chance of winning it he's in great order he's really enjoying the place he's staying at John and Josh Dickey's there at Cleveland and yeah we're really looking forward to you know having another opportunity winning Dominion admittedly uh, with a different horse but the same owner um, yeah you know we think this horse is every bit as good as Tornado Valley um, but, but yeah you know you've got to be in the zone for a long time to be able to win in Dominion the um, is there part of you like last week was probably the first time he'd backed up with, I may be wrong but you know within three days to have the two races is there any part of you or is it um a question around that being a contributing factor for the thumps or is it considered that it was basically just a random occurrence? Yeah, we think it's just a random occurrence. Uh, again, I know probably backing up from Tuesday to Friday, but he's one horse I, th- you know, generally the horses that eat up and never leave any food are the horses that can back up really good and he's probably one I think that will thrive through an Intermediate series. Yep. Until you actually go through it, you don't know. Uh, Tornado Valley probably not quite you know, as strong as McLovin, uh, constitution-wise. Yeah. He's a little bit light on and everything, but he handled it really good as well. But again, he's a really good eater. So, you know, using that template, I think, you know, McLovin's the type of horse that will thrive through a series. And probably um, probably also has a few more strings to his bow than um, Tornado Valley, or is that...? 
me being a bit ignorant to it there. I, like, I know last year's circumstances sort of led to the fact that Tornado Valley could find the top, and so we never had to see if he could do it, you know, under different circumstances. Yeah, obviously. Um, but this guy just seems to have potentially a bit more, I don't know, I don't know. I think he, he he's more suitable to the series than the Tornado Valley. He probably Valley. is. Yeah. No. You know, Tornado Valley's got probably a bit more brilliance, whereas um, McLove has probably got a bit more bottom. Um, yeah. They've only raced together the once, and they both went horrible, unfortunately. <laughs> and they both did, did clash. But when they work at home, whoever sort of put in front sort of beats the other horse. So there's not much between them. But again, you know, I think McLovin's pretty durable, and I think this series is tailor made for him. Yep. Great. Who do you fear most in the series? Yeah, I think, um, you know, obviously... Or has it been tipped by me? Is that your biggest fear in this series? <laughs> <That's> a, <laughs> no, obviously um, Habibi Inter. You know, we all saw what he'd done at, in the Dominion and I don't think he can dismiss that form and even his win before that was really good. Um, he's trained by a smart trainer. He's a real big strong horse too. Um, so, yeah, I think he's the one to beat. Well, I would reckon that that is a great um, something for our listeners to take away. Have a bet on Habibi Inter on the strength of Andy's assessment there because it's one that's based in form and um, a good understanding. Andy, you don't have a a runner in the Pacers series. Um, You sort of, in the last two years, have found a lot of success with the Trotters, the whole Andy Gaff, Kiwi Imports, Norm Jenkins checkbook. It all seems to just be rolling into a really formidable force, much the same as what perhaps Gene Feast or the Kennards and Purden and Betters Delight are doing right now. Um, but, I mean, the last, it's probably only the last two years, that, two, two years that you've earned more out of trotters than what you have paces. Would yep. that be a fair assessment? And where are, you, where are your paces? Three Ways was a horse that looked like he was on the way up. Um, is he even in Australia anymore? Or is he in America? Or what have you got in terms of paces? Yeah, paces-wise, uh, three ways is in form. He, oh, sorry, in, in work, actually. Um, he had a really bad foot abscess. Um, he ran second in the Kilmore Cup. And he got a foot abscess that bad that we had to cut it, virtually his whole hoof away. Far out. He had to grow back. So he, he missed about nine months of racing. And he had a couple of runs back. Admittedly, wasn't quite at his best. I thought his last run was quite good. And then he got another foot abscess, another foot, and he was turned out again. Took a while to get over, and he's just come back into work. Um, probably my best pace who's Star of Memphis. Uh, he come back, and when his last win was at Melton, and then he had a little hairline fracture of his sesamoid, so he had to have three months off. Uh, again, he's a horse that's been injury-plagued, but I think he's got a really good future. And I've got another horse there that hasn't raced for a while, but he's not far off in diamonds and cash. I think he's a quality horse as well. Um, so when was the last time he raced? Yeah, it'd be over twelve months ago. I think he, you know, he hasn't raced since he ran second to Raptors Delight. I think in the four and five year old championship. Yeah. I think that was probably his last run. Because he had a, you were half. He was was he in, got a half go to last year's Inter Dominions? Yeah, he probably would have. Yeah, yeah. he was he was nominated, and I think yeah. I, um, yeah, this time last year I think um, in the Geelong Cup and we, yeah. and we scrapped yeah. him just before we left. He had a bit of swelling in it. Yeah, and a leg, and yeah, he, he come out. So, um, mm. yeah, he's a horse we've got really high hopes for. So, how many paces and how many trotters right now? It's probably 50 50, it's yeah. probably 20 of each. And with me, two year olds, there's three pacing two year olds and two trotting two year olds. So, so it's nearly even all the way. And will Norm go to New Zealand if um, McLovin makes uh, Inter's final? I'd say so. Um, yeah. yeah, he's only um, he came to Inter Dominion. 
last year to watch Tornado Valley, and he was yeah. over there for the New Zealand Cup, so I'd say... Uh, oh, really? This year? He was there last week? Yeah, he was there last week. Oh, yeah. Cam was chauffeuring him around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so showing him a good <laughs> not time. In, not in a manual, but... Yeah, in an automatic. Yeah, in an automatic. Uh, so, yeah, no, I'd say Norm will be there. Oh, very good, Andy. Um, well, I can. I haven't been there myself, but I can recommend an establishment called the White House in uh, Auckland that Norm might like to frequent <laughs> if uh, he happens to get the chockies in in in, uh, in the Inter Dominion uh, Trotters final. Um, Brett, did you have any Inter Dominion related questions for Andy? No, not really. No, no. I've just been researching uh, trainers to win back to back Inter Dominions. So it happens more than you think in the Trotters, not so much in the Pacers. So Tim Butt's done it. Tim Bunt, Tim Butt has done it with uh, two different horses. Um, Chris Lang's done it with two different horses. Mark's actually done it with two different horses. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Thought it was a relevant oh, stat. Oh, so it can be done. It can be it done can be exactly. Done. Andrew Gaffney would be, be writing his writing his name. So all right, Brett. I reckon we're at that time of night. Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over the beer review. Cam, well, you're not gonna do it at all. I am gonna do it, but it's gonna be brief. Yeah. I've encountered something tonight which is very rare. Yeah. Well, frankly, it it hurts. It hasn't happened before. I have found a beer that I wouldn't give to my worst enemy. Um, it's called. I didn't give one to Cam, but that was before. I tasted it myself. It's Moondog Craft Brewery Splice of Heaven. This is shit. There is a picture of horses on it. That half seduced me. Uh, it was deer, so that thinks you'll get some cred. I was querying when it said Pine Lime Ice Cream IPA. So maybe I deserve what I got. But this is terrible. It's just <laughs> Um, I've got two cans left. I'll save them for when the father-in-law's over for Leo's birthday next week and give them to that so that he doesn't drink me good beer. Uh, splice of heaven. hope they don't sue me, but I reckon I'd still win because the judge, I'd just bring a can and say, Exhibit A, drink this and you will definitely award damages in my favour for spending 26 bucks on four cans of... Really, really poor beverage. All right. What's the rating? Uh, zero. <laughs> that's a zero. And that's from someone who basically hasn't gone below nine with most beers in his <laughs> life. true. Don't ever touch it. <laughs> All right. Um, Brett, we are being cursed here. We're going to break the Megabet curse with Sportsbet. It's time to listen to our good mates at Sportsbet with their, um, oh, their market good, update. One of our good mates. Yeah, one of our good mates. But not, this kid, sure uh, Tony... About Boomer? Uh, Tony Anderson. Yeah. Tone. Uncle John, uh, John's nephew. It's not, but um, Tone, uh, let's go Boomer and uh, JK and give us your market update. Sportsbet into Dominion market update here. Justin Colourfelt from the Sportsbet trading floor. Joined by someone different this week, ADIs on holiday, sunning himself down at Altona and joined here by Troy Boomer Anderson. How are you, mate? Very good, thanks, mate. Yeah, good, good. Just to be clear, the top of the show, I'm sure the listeners are now wondering, any relation to John? Uncle John, you mean? Uncle John, John. (laughs) No relation? No relation at all. 
All right, we'll have to actually check the, the, the family tree on that one. I'm not sure about that. Uh, mate, run us through the paces market. Yeah, first off, we've got uh, Cruz Bromac into $4, the Fixer, five fifty. Ultimate Sniper, five fifty. Bling it on at six, and Chase Auckland at nine. And what about the Trotters? Trotters, we've got Mark Cooler, three dollars eighty. Tough Monarch, five dollars. Habibi Inter, six dollars. McLovin and Winterfell both at seven. Very good. Now um, the withdrawals continue. Um, Oscar Bonavina was out uh, was out last week, which was. Fantastic for the book with the way it looked, and now Sunday's son is out as well of, of the Trotters, and um, you'll take us through the movers there in just a moment. But the big news in the paces, Spankham's gone. Yeah, yeah, uh, big big news yesterday, and uh, yeah, a few few punters got on it quickly. Yeah, and a sim- similar theme to um, to Sunday's son and Oscar Bonavina with the big liabilities. We mentioned a few weeks on the show, Courts in Session it was one that we'd uh, absolutely been walloped with, and uh, it was a massive red uh, number in the book, so. Um, it's out of the series, and uh, we, we breathe a sigh of relief here. Uh, the main movers, though, in the market, you just ran us through the markets before, but at the top, um, McLovin now into $7, and you're saying you saw a tweet before from Andy Gaff? Yeah, Gaff's confirmed starter uh, going forward to the Interdome after track work this morning. Yeah, and money trickled in on the back of that tweet as well. Um, have you been to, is, a, is a firmer as well? Yeah, massive firmer after its last start win, um, in from $13 into 6 now. So. And But Mark, Mark Cooler, um, in terms of moves, but it's moved the wrong way. It's uh, it's $3 out to three eighty. Yeah, after the same race, um, getting beaten by Habibi Inter. Yeah, go on, go on the drift. That is one eighty I put his foot down with before he left and uh, went on lead. He pushed that out to three eighty, and he wanted to make special note tab currently two dollars fifty. So you know where to shop if you want to get involved uh, with Mark Cooler. And the main move just won in the in the paces, and he's been racing really, really well. He cruised Bromac. Yeah, six dollars into four dollars um, after the announcement of Spanking. So. Yeah, the money came and, quick for Cruz. And, and on the back of his last two runs, have been, been huge, haven't they? Been so massive. Uh, now goes to top pick. Uh, Megabet, well, hasn't, hasn't this been a kiss of death for punters over the last few weeks? And uh, we know you heard him. Uh, the last week's wasn't great, I think. Uh, was it Oscar Oscar galloped on the, the Friday afternoon? And, and uh, I think the second leg got up. And then the third leg... Uh, I think it ended up leading a rapper's delight and, and choking down and collapsing on the track with a lap to go. So uh, shit luck there, to be honest. But um, we're confident here um, in, in, in this one here, and it's a massive spoil for punters, so it really put some extra value into this one. Uh, Boomer, what have you got here for us? Yeah. Mega better Geelong? Geelong Cup. Uh, we've got uh, Emma Stewart Cornella. So you've got Tam Major and Co. Black, top of the market, and Phoenix Prince. As well, so, so either either of those two, two, any of those two, three to run the Quinella, you get four dollars fifty from sports. Four dollars fifty, so a massive spoil there. Given I think Tam and Code currently sit at two eighty ish, two sixty and two eighty each at the top of the market, and we throw in our uh, our old friend Phoenix Prince as well as a as a extra bit extra bit of uh, extra bit of juice. So uh, yeah, out of those three horses, to, two of them to run the Quinella four fifty massive spoil. Uh, the price will be on site. So just navigate your way to uh, the, the 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 mega bet section. Uh, scroll down to the Geelong Cup Emma Stewart special. Uh, something a little bit extra lad at the end of the show this week as well. Uh, Boomer obviously all over Menangle form. 
I probably don't mind the New South Wales myself, so we've actually um, looking to sort of lead the punters into to hopefully something here, uh, given there's kind of a lack of sort of feature racing on in, in New Zealand in the lead up to the Inter Dominion this week. Um, but Troy, you obviously spend a lot of time doing your, your sectionals and your, your race replays, and you reckon you've you found one here for punters to be following this week at Menangle? Yes, yeah, like uh, Drive the Dream. Uh, finished off last half in 54 6. Um, so, yeah. Malcolm, Malcolm Lock train horse, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opened at 40 or jumped at $41 last week. So Rattled home for, for second. Second. Yeah. second. yeah, and uh, the one I'll add to that is also Menangle as well, Saturday night. I think it's race five. Um, from the Craig Cross Stable, which are currently running through brick walls, and uh, better enforced. Uh, this horse is is airborne. It's starting the death. Two starts to go in, a one fifty point eight, I think it was. It, it did plenty of that work and was only beaten nine meters. A heavily back last start. It was off the map here, and uh, it was a massive loser for us, which is why uh, it's very clear in the memory bank. But sat parked on that occasion and got home in fifty three eight after also doing some work during the second quarter. So it is also airborne. So two horses there Saturday night, Drive the Dream and Better Enforced to keep an eye on. Uh, and don't forget the Mega Bet Geelong Cup, also the Mem- Emma Stewart Quinella in that $4.50. All the best, and uh, we'll be back next week- weekend uh, with another Sports Bet Market update. Welcome back to 147.7, the podcast that thinks if you're 30 years old and work for Harness Racing Australia and you can't drive a manual vehicle, you're letting yourself down, your family... <laughs> And your gender. Oh, <laughs> all right, Brett. Oh, that was good from the sports bet. That wasn't even a break, was it? We're no. just coming back from the sports bet. I just bet, actually meant that you. I was trying to get you to throw back from that. Right, all right, boys. Thank you. This is this mega bet. As you will notice internally, we have some followers and fans of this mega bet. They're all dying. There's a mega bet curse. It's been talked of as the mega bet curse. Cam, you'll be able to attest to this. Did you have Every, did, everyone got a message on Sunday morning about Friday morning, sorry, about how great this mega bet was. Yeah. Last week's Get mega bet was yeah. huge overs end. It was overs. <laughs> By the time they jumped, it was three dollars sixty. We were getting the eight bucks. Alright. That is like that is and, a gift. And how long did it last? <laughs> good well, fifteen uh, seconds. Trotters, trotters. How often do I have to sack trotters for life? Well, I sack them for life every week. Three times and say never again, and then I uh, end up being seduced. Sorry, Brett, I'm too close. No, no, you're all right. I'll move so, last week, Oscar Bonavina, um, well, he galloped out and it was just a night. Oh, he didn't gallop out. He got into, well, a horse galloped out. Oh, well, it depends so, if you read DVD Maccas, it was all just putrid and <laughs> someone else's fault. Um, they've never been beaten by anything but ball up, bad luck and rorts, according to DVD Macca. But rappers. I mean, it was up against you because you were in the mega bit. And so yes. that poor bastard choked, choked down, down and apologies for Dom. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as I do say, like the, yeah, the operation was a success, but the patient died. <laughs> and uh, that unfortunately meant that none of us got any money. And these except mega bits. Except the These JK mega bits. ADI. Oh, my <laughs> God. They talk about the $500,000 inches not being enough. Um, Sportsbet <laughs> can sponsor it and make it a million dollars off what they're making out of these megabits. Just, just We've had three goes, and Christ, it's been good for them. How good do you reckon JK was feeling that day when he received your phone call? 
instead of in an advent, just le- leading greatly, you know, perfectly yeah. to the Christmas party at Sports Bear. Yes. He's just going, We're paying for the Christmas party. I know. Party. He's just running his manager and going, hang on, you cannot yeah. believe what's just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Shannon Nixon's rang up yeah. and, and wants to get all these people into yeah. it. Like, they are just yeah. killing blessed. the pig. Absolutely blessed. Look, um, one of the other things, we haven't helped ourselves. Like, no one's a winner. Don't worry about everyone's a winner. No one is a winner. Uh, but if you persist with sports bet, I guess at some point you will get a win. But none of our charity bets have landed. And we've had them all right across the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, our mega bets haven't so, landed. So this week, the boys, I think it's... I'm almost a bit gun-shy myself to have a crack, but I will. I'll follow them in. Okay. 450 for that Quinella. Um, it's overs. If if the Quinella weighs in, it'll probably pay a dollar eighty five or something like that with Ma- um, Tam Major and Co Black. Yep. Um, now, otherwise though, we've got our charity bet. Now, Brett, you and I, we keep duffing this. We're no good at this. So we're going to yeah. go to Andy and Andy, give us a way to to, to have a hundred dollar bet with Sports Bet this week, please. The odds have to be up now, Ben Cray. So we'll take whatever odds are there, and I'll put the 100 on uh, as we speak. So we can have a 100. Let's go to the win, don't, and, and, and give us something that can hopefully give us some joy. Yeah, probably not real big odds, but I think race six at Malton, number nine, Maritai. I just think it's a huge drop down in class. Yeah. And in fact, I was at Maritai Beach yesterday. Um, <laughs> Tim, it as an omen bit too. But um, yeah, no, I just think uh, it's been racing in country, country cups and... Big drop down in class with Michelle Phillips getting the uh, the five national rating claim on it. Beautiful. Yep. Maritai Beach, obviously in New Zealand. You went on Dominion Road today. Who's doing the work? There's only one horse. It doesn't take long. To <laughs> <laughs> when did Kay come home? Yeah, no, she came home today with me. So. Right, two of you. Yeah. One horse. Yeah. Down at the beach. Sounds good. <laughs> Marriage has never been like strong. honeymoon. <laughs> All did right. you actually have a honeymoon? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah, no, we'll stop still that going. there. Yeah, still yeah. going. Oh, yeah. beautiful. <laughs> Kate, there's no chance to listen to this podcast, Andy, so no, you're just wasting one. it. Can someone tell? <laughs> um, all right. Now, next next part. Um, unders and overs. Yes. I'm... Incredibly nervous now that uh, Ultimate Sniper's going in the. Uh, I was up and about a little bit when the, I thought he wasn't going in the Inters, but um, yeah, we're screwed now, Shannon. That was a really. Well, bad, we're not uh, screwed. We haven't. No one follows us. No one actually has gives us any credibility. Having said that, at some point we need to um, go back and try to record what our unders and overs was. Yep. Okay. Well, what, <laughs> I noticed um, <laughs> when I was looking at this. I noticed Big Jack Hammer's gone out again. So. Uh, <laughs> Sli- no, do you know what? Though he's slotted into my over zone now. So, Brett, let's go to you. You can kick it off. Who are your um, unders for the week? Uh, I've just got one. Uh, unders. Uh, where is it? Um, unders, AG's White Sox at 51s. Okay. One he feature. Is, he's just been, like, a, you know, been a really good horse, but he's going terrible this time in, I think, or not much good. What's he by? He's by Rock and Roll Heaven. Okay. <laughs> Noted, Alan. I hope. Andy, what's your unders for the week? Uh, yeah, my unders is on the cards. $81 should be $810. Oh! Wow. Wow. 
<laughs> He's just no. gone whack. No. Just well... dance down the pitch and, <laughs> and hit you well, over I your head. I got home, watched it work on my way to the airport and oh, yeah, did I didn't like what I saw. <laughs> did you? <laughs> All right. Second best horse in the North Island. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't say much about the North Island, does it? No, do you know what's funny, though? Because, listeners, uh, Andy sort of snidely showed Brett before what his unders was on his phone and said, will that be all right? And they both chuckled away like Brett did as a schoolgirl, as um, Matt White said. Matt Smith. Matt Smith. But I thought if that was Triple Eight, I was going to have a backup as McLovin to be my unders. I don't believe that. My unders are San Carlo. Um, what is he? What's he paying? Ten dollars. Okay. And Andy, um, I will, I will bet you. I will have a bet with you that on the cards will earn more points in the Inter Dominion rounds than San Carlo. I actually agree with you. Just doing oh. I was just doing that for comedy. I say genuinely, so we can't have a bet over that. No. Oh. I actually like on the cards. <laughs> well, San Carlo is overs. He's $10 and... Uh, Wait, sorry. What is he? Is he unders or overs? Sorry, sorry, sorry. He is unders at, at $10. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Nine to one, uh, not happening. So what's he in the... What is that? That's the sports bet market. He's $10 in the yeah, sports yeah. bet so market. So what does that actually make him? Uh, what, what does that About make him? About six. favourite or something like that. One. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. So who? So okay. Oh, geez. So San, San Carlo is my unders. <laughs> well, this is good for the horse. Connections to be celebrating. <laughs> I'm just remembering back to that. You've bizarre, given him hope. That uh, bizarre poor horse article, and this is like you've got poor horse on him. <laughs> no, I haven't. <laughs> no. Do you remember that article? Yeah, I do remember yeah, that yeah. article, and I remember the response to it, and all of those things around it. Yeah. But yeah. San Carlo is, if he draws five in the final, he'll be. Lucky to be $10. Okay. And he won't. Um, Big Jack Hammer is my overs, Brett, at $41 in sports, man. <laughs> what do you think of Big Jack Hammer, Andy? Like, in terms of uh, this Inter Dominion series? Yeah, obviously, um, he's won three group ones, which isn't easy to do. Yep. Um, he's got really good gate speed. Um, yeah, he's... He's, like, in the, he's in the right stable. Yeah, um, yeah. Like, like a proven stable that can that can win into the final travel horses. Yeah, um, yeah. He does seem overs at that. He's. It, I think I tipped him as overs at seventeens. He did. He's then gone thirty fours, and now he's forty ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's that? So, but I I waited to weigh in. <laughs> that will happen. People people hear us declare him <laughs> overs, and they just know. Like, all right, Brett, who's your overs, mate? Um, my overs is classy brigade. I'm, I'm, I'm. I know he's, uh, he's not, he's not terrible overs, but he's, uh, what is he? He's thirteens. I just really like this horse. He's just really impressed me last this last week. Just, I think he's flying, and I think if he draws good, he can, he can really, you know, he can use his speed. Um, he can fly home. I haven't looked at his Auckland records. So I don't know how good that is, but. Um, yeah, really like the horse. Yep, yep. And he's what is he six? I think uh, uh, he's seasoned enough. Yeah, five or six. Yeah, maybe so, six. Yeah, okay. So yeah, no, really good horse. Really impressed. Impressed with him. 
Andy, who's your overs? Listening to this, listeners. This yeah, is the one that you're actually, going. <laughs> uh, This is from the same stable. Uh, Henry Hubert. Yeah. Uh, not Herbert, if you listen to oh. JT. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just thought he's running the New Zealand Cup. Uh, he's sectional as well as the clock. And even in the free-for-all, I think he was hitting the line as good as anything. Yeah. Uh, he's probably a horse not a lot of people know about. But, again, in a really good stable. And I think, you know, driven conservatively throughout the series, um, he's going to be a dangerous horse throughout it. And he's $81. $41. $41. $41. Yeah. So those who... I took the $81, then I got on here. <laughs> that for a well, Imagine getting 150 uh, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so now we and know that Shannon's back the horse, so the horse has got no chance. <laughs> no chance of doing anything. He probably uh, pulled out of the well, just tomorrow. Yeah, his run in the jewels is amazing as well on the piece behind this is um, the sort of uh, thing turn it up. With this race, like... That that cup race, like, what was it? About six horses finished within a couple of lengths of each other. Yeah. It, it just seems that it, there's crazy um, differences in their prices for what they, for how close they are. Absolutely. And, and to be honest with you, at the top of the market, you wouldn't touch any of them because they could all be that two days before the race. Yeah. And that's with a good draw. And that and so there's no overs in in Cruiseborough at four dollars. Yeah, um, no, no. The, it, like, the, you just wouldn't bet that. Yeah. Um, I think maybe the first um, episode of this series, Brett, I suggested that it was Spankham and then a the length rest. and yep. then the rest. Yep. Well, it's not anymore, no. but the rest is still that even, I believe. Mm. You know, and I'm not talking the rest. I'm talking about six to eight horses. Um, and um, four who can, you know, do a bit more. And there are four out of those, you know, next eight who who will need favours. But the fact is, I think there's eight horses who can win the Inters. Um, some of them need luck. Some of them need more luck than others. But I just think that's how even that is. And I wouldn't be I wouldn't be touching um, one of these shorties at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, it's how you, time. How do you see the trotters, Mark and Andy? Yeah, I think it's... I think Mark Cool is probably a little bit too short yep. at this stage. And uh, I thought Massey's Metro is probably yep. overs. A little bit. I think it has shortened up a fair bit. He's shortened up a lot in the yeah, sports bit. Yeah, you know, his last start at Auckland, I, I think he ran his last mile under 157 out yep. wide when he's off 50 metres, him and Temporali. So, yep. again, there's a little bit more depth there than people think. Uh, I know it's sort of dominated by four horses in the market, but I think, yep. again, there's probably stretches out to six or seven winning hopes. Yep, yep. Yeah, okay. So it's a pretty intriguing sort of series, both of them. I reckon that's great, isn't it? It is. It, it, it isn't like we're all going to go and watch Quinny or we're all going to go and watch, you know. Yeah. Um, what was the, I was trying to think back today. What was the pace? That, like, I know Tornado Valley was pretty short in the trotters last year. Yeah. Heading into it. All the way through. What was the paces like? Because I can't remember. Was Tiger Tara short? No, he, no, he wasn't. He was about $7. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Of course, he drew Barry 7. No one thought he'd probably yeah. lead. And yeah. It was a very and and it just oscillated throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. Um, okay. Did he win a Tiger Tower? I think he did. Did he? Or oh, did he win at Cranbourne? I'd have to check that actually. Yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not sure. And I reckon we'll get a repeat of that this year. I don't think we'll get a repeat of a seven length winner, but we'll get a repeat of that sort of oscillating market that depends on the only consistent, the only constant last year was Andy's horse Tornado Valley. He starting short. Yeah. Um, in his heats Cruz ended in up, the final. Did Cruz, Cruz end up winning all his heats? Yeah. He did, yeah. 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 And he might have started favourite just ahead yeah. of Spankham. Yeah. I think at Ballarat I went around about $2.30, $2.40 because I drew outside of Speeding Spur. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it drew yeah. Barrier 1 and we drew yeah. 7 and I didn't 
think we could cross it. So yeah, yeah, uh, we won't odds on all the way through. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, well, I, I'm just, I just can't wait. I'm just salivating. So, Andy, you're home for a few days. You'll go back. Uh, heats a Friday, Tuesday, Friday. So you'll just, you'll be over there for a fortnight. Yeah, I will. So I'll head back Monday night or Tuesday morning, yeah. and I'll be over there for the whole time. And Kate will fly over probably on the Friday morning, and she'll yeah. probably stay there for the week for the, all the heats, and then she'll probably come back. So, yeah, so it's long already been away for a fair bit. So Where do you camp yourself? Like the horses at Dickies, where will you sleep? Yeah, good question. At the White House with Norm. <laughs> no, uh, uh, wishful thinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty, uh, he's trying to find a place that's close there's not much in Clevedon. It's out a fair bit. And there's really no... There's not much in New Zealand, Eddie, let's be honest. Yeah. Oh, Auckland's, quite, Auckland's quite big, actually. But <laughs> yeah, everywhere. And the Clevedon pub's been renovated at the moment, so I can't stay there. Oh, yeah. what? Um, Ricky Olchin stole me bed, with, stole me bed that Josh and Sammy had for me. So oh, Yeah, so, right. So, um, but I think I'm staying at the Seabull at Manukau, which is about a half an hour drive still each day to go. Yeah, but yeah. then you don't have to worry about associating with harness people, which is a benefit as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, always. <laughs> um, now, over to, um, we're going to finish this off now. Um, we'll come back for our goodbyes, but funky town. So uh, let's hit off with the theme tune, please, Brett. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> now that is the preferred version of you, Andy. You're not, not a um, uh, pseudo echo. Not a pseudo echo, man. You wanted the original. No, I don't mind pseudo echo, Brian Cannon, but yeah. Limps, Lips Inc. I think were the original singers. Uh-huh. I don't like their version; would be better. But yeah. good, no, Andy. Beautiful. Where have you been that you would like to tell our listeners about? Obviously, last Tuesday, uh, New Zealand Cup Day. Uh, most people talk about it as the iconic day in trotting in this part of the world, and, and it is. Um, yeah, for people that haven't been there, you don't really know until you go. The whole town of Christchurch is aware that it's on. You go buy a pair of shoes, and they say, "Oh, you're wearing a cup day on Tuesday." Um, you go to get a haircut, or oh, you get a haircut for cup day on Tuesday. Everywhere you go, everyone's aware of that race being on. Uh, it's a bit like everyone aware of the Melbourne Cup being on, and it's just cool. To be in a town that trotting's relevant, mm. everyone knows about it. And then when you get there, everyone dresses up. Every trainer has their suit on. Every person that walks through the turnstiles has their suit on. Every lady dresses up. You know, it's just a fantastic day to be there. Um, the racing obviously is fantastic. It's, you know, great horses, great trainers, great drivers, and just atmosphere to actually go there and to have a crowd. You know, 15,000 or 20,000 plus there, and just seeing people, young people especially, just enjoying themselves. And, you know, when the race is on, they all stop and watch the race. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just so unique. We don't have that here in Australia. Um, yeah, and I like to go there as many times as I can. Fortunate, I was there this year with a horse, and previous years I have been with a horse, but just to experience the whole day and the whole experience and just being in that town for the week is just. When you're a trotting person, it's just a great feeling. Just that everyone is aware of it, and just everyone celebrates it, and everyone um, 
the Tuesday is not a public holiday. Their, fri- their public holiday is on the Friday, their show day. But obviously everyone has a sickie. It's just like a ghost town in the morning. No one's at work. They're all getting ready to go to New Zealand Cup Day. And Yeah, you know, for anyone that hasn't been, it's definitely got to be on your bucket list. Well, it's on, on mine. And this year, having a horse race on the day, albeit a small part, and hearing you speak of it and everything I hear of it, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going next year. I don't mm. care. Alibar can pay for me to go. I don't care. I'll, I'll <laughs> oh, go okay. To, you don't care to, if someone else pays yeah. for me to go. I'll go one of your, one of your stallions, Brett. We've got one of my good names. Uh, <laughs> I'm going next year. No, just, no, that's good, Andy. Because it's what, okay. not that it's, you're not in it to be, to be relevant you're in it for your own reasons but at some point you want to be acknowledged that this is actually means something and here so often we feel it doesn't mean anything because it doesn't mean anything to any so anyone outside of our own bubble no it doesn't and it's a great social aspect of it especially us as trainers and drivers or whatever we don't get much opportunity to socialize yeah and it's a week that we can socialize with our friends our new zealand friends and yeah Australian friends that Lenny Baker takes over there, he's a big crew yeah. all the time and a lot of people that always go. So yeah, it's a great opportunity to actually just relax and sort of chill out a bit and just have a bit of a social life and a bit of and catch up with people and have a bit of a drink and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And so, always the hope that that bird, the topless bird who approached Lance before smoke, or with smoking up before the yeah. New Zealand Cup reprises her efforts. Mind you, that's probably eight years ago yeah. now, so she, she might not be. get away with it. But. Um, so what's the difference? You've obviously been there when you don't have a horse in. What's the difference when you've got a horse, like a real live chance horse as well? Do you do you get to enjoy it as much or is it... Yeah, you generally do. Um, for me, I've had Caribbean Blasters, obviously in a couple of New Zealand Cups and McLovin, but both on the Tuesday when both horses got there, they were both really um, nervous and highly strung, So yeah, right. which is really out of character for both of them. So yep. myself as a trainer, I'd probably enjoy it real... Yeah. a hell of a lot until they sort of got, got onto the racetrack but yeah. again it's a great build up to it um, yeah you know you get a little bit um, you know it's a little bit daunting yep. you know probably especially for I know plenty of New Zealanders come to Australia and win our group ones but I think for Aussies going over there compete yeah. it's a little bit daunting taking on the all stars and, and everyone so um, yeah. yeah but you know to have a horse good enough to go over there I find it more of a privilege than anything yeah right okay and do you feel like you're representing Australia when you go over there? Yeah, like no, you, yeah. you do a little bit, especially with um, social media now. And, yep. You know, I think, um, you know, there's a lot of coverage from, you know, the trots.com Twitter handle and everything and, and from everyone. And yep. Yeah, I, I think you do, you know, represent your country when you're over there. Everyone, yep. Again, you know, my horse ran second and then I went to watch the New Zealand Cup and all you wanted to see win was San Carlo. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, he didn't go his best, but... Yep. You know, you felt like yeah. You know, you're an Aussie, and you want the Aussie horses to do well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, pretty, pretty bloody cool. It is. Like for you think of all the, all the, sh- you know, the shit that you go through, the long days, you know, the 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 hardships and everything, and then you get to do something like that. It really, yeah, I don't know. It must be really satisfying, rewarding, cool, all wrapped into one. Yeah, no, it definitely is, and obviously, um. You know, we weren't good enough to win on the day uh, when we ran second to Tough Monarch, but, um, you know, I stayed with Ricky. And, you know, to see Ricky's... To see him experience it... Yeah. You know, yeah. it's great for me too. Ricky's yep. a good friend of mine and, you yep. know, we've helped each other out since we've been there. So, yep. it's great. And to see Danny win it... 
Yeah. Danny Zavatanas, um, you yep. know, we've all had opportunities. Most of us to train horses for him, and I've got a horse for him now. So, um, I have, and I'm not yeah. even a trainer. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but no one could begrudge Danny when he no. raced like that, and to see how he reacted after the races, you know, it's why people own horses. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, um, yeah, okay, no, that's really, that's really cool. Um, and, um, and yeah, like, I know you talk about your horse a lot, but that's something you're going to get to experience, you know, in... in I talk about my horse a lot. Hold on a minute. Hold the phone. Well, hang on. What's he <laughs> talking about? <laughs> you did manage to bring your broodmares into a story about Andy's New Zealand Cup trip somehow. I don't know how that happened. Still no, the, this is going to happen. Eh? Still the best example of it is when uh, you go back and read the transcript of your uh, our interview with Mark Purden and you brought Atticus into it in the first sentence. <laughs> first question. <laughs> Anyway, but um, that, that's pretty. Hurtful, it is. Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm uh, semi jealous of you know you two going to go now to the. Well, not semi. I am jealous of you two going over the inters, going to be experiencing and in and be involved in it. Like it's. Uh, yeah, it must be really cool. Yeah, no, especially for us. Uh, Intermediate was probably a little bit of an afterthought. Yep. With McLovin. Yep. Um, you know, we never really planned for him to go. We actually had him booked to fly back to Melbourne. Yep. Um, today and. You know, things change quickly, and yep. we decided to make the trip up there. And yeah, now it's great to be part of it, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the challenge of getting a horse through an Intermediate series. Yep. And um, yeah, and for Kate, uh, Beck Bartley, and uh, probably Grant Dixon if he goes, no experience driving at all, right handed, completely different. Yeah, um, right. Okay. You know, and that's going to be something different for them that they're going to adapt to. Yep. Uh, pretty quick. There's no reason for us to work our horses right-handed at all. Yep. Uh, whereas in New Zealand, they do it a lot because they race up north to south horses. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, so for them to experience that as well, probably Luke McCarthy probably probably hasn't a lot of experience as well driving. Yeah. But the good drivers adapt, but it'll be something new for them too. Yeah, yeah. That is a really good point because today I slashed a paddy and I couldn't <laughs> bring myself to going. The opposite way. Yeah. Right-handed. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I just go left-handed. Yeah, you like you like Zoolander. Can't yeah. turn right. Yeah. No, but it's because you just feel a little bit foreign about yeah, it. You yeah. don't know how yeah. you'll get there. Yeah. yeah. So if you're going to push out, you're pushing out the opposite way yeah. than you normally do. And, yeah. Uh, and I never made the lawn right-handed. Yeah. yeah right. Bit like never driven a manual car before. You know, so <laughs> well, that would just be an embarrassment. <laughs> wouldn't it? Would be an embarrassment. Um. With Nick Lovin, does the guy, uh, or the person you bought it off, I don't know who it was, are they, uh, are they complimentary or do they? Uh, is there any sort of relationship still there? Yeah. Can you take it over there and good races? Uh, it's a fantastic relationship. Okay. Um, Amber Letherby uh, used to train the horse and her dad, Ray Jenkins, uh, owned it. Yeah. And yeah. Ray Jenkins was the name of uh, Norm's late father, believe it or not. Yeah, right. Uh, so um, every time he's won a race, I've got a text message off Amber yeah right uh, anytime I've had an issue with the horse I've freely asked her about him yep and she's been happy to give information yeah um, so the first day the horse arrived she lives I stayed at Crandall Getty she lives five minutes yep away she was around there with her daughter feeding him carrots he loves yeah, carrots right. that's uh, really invited cool. me around for smoko one day and I was around there for an hour having a chat with him yeah right uh, went out that night to the Carlton and they were there and I don't know Ray's probably in his 70s or 80s but he was out there drinking two yeah, yeah. wee hours and yeah and got a great relationship with them yep um, they've got another really good trotter over there which I'm trying to buy but they might send it <laughs> but they might send it to me anyway so okay. again that's yep. the type of relationship I have with them yep. and you'd find most horses I buy from New Zealand um, very complimentary 
the job I do with them. Yep. And they keep in contact with me either through email or through text messages. Yeah. Yeah. Um, went to Ashburn to meet Terry McMillan, who had Tornado Valley. Yep. And spoke to him for a couple of hours at Ashburn, and one of the owners who bred Tornado Valley and was in uh, Patina Gawler. Yep. I think it's her name. She came over and visited him at our place and spent you know half a day at our place. Yeah, right. Looking at him and everything. So yeah, it's um. They're very complimentary when they sell horses. I've seen them do well. And yeah, okay. They quite enjoy it, and they, they still feel like they're part of the horse and okay. still feel like they own it. That's good. And you, and you would know that, Brett. Like, for breeding in Ostravilla and selling her and then seeing her have that success, you were in on the ride. I know oh, yeah. when I've bred them as well. So I guess it doesn't matter whether you sell them as yearlings or they sell them as three-year-olds. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it gives you great joy and pleasure, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was just wondering if there was any... Yeah, because you're going back there and you're, yeah, I don't know. I was just wondering. So, well, yeah. the horse, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But no, they they embrace it. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. It. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, all right, final final um, duties, Andy. Pacing series winner, trotting series winner. Uh, I think bling it on, win right. the paces. Yeah, wow. and I think McLovin will win the trotters. Oh, here we go. Uh, well, there you go, uh, listeners. There you go. Um, He's been rock solid, bling it on in the. He has been. He has been. He's very interesting uh, prep as well. Yeah, banging mares and yeah, uh, Brett, oh, that's crass. <laughs> All right, <laughs> oh, that's crass. Sorry, banging an AV and. Uh... I don't think you say that. I don't care what your line of work is, but you don't put that stuff on our podcast. Purveyor of Andy, thanks very much for coming in. I'm sorry how it turned at the end with Brett's <laughs> crassness. Um, it's been good to have you on board again. Um, hopefully, Brett will come to um, Auckland because Cam, you're coming to Auckland, aren't you? I'll be there. Yeah. Yep, he's, he's got a, a, a he's got a carry bag. Automatic, <laughs> automatic uh, car rental already yep. on board. Yep, and that's good. And um, yeah, so basically, you'll drive um, Norm and James. Around. You'll drive Norm and uh, manage his Tinder account. And uh, <laughs> Brett, are you coming over or not? No, I don't think so. Shane. That, that's poor. Like, really, that's poor. That's not supporting Andy. Andy's just declared his horse is winning the series. <laughs> And you think you're going to sit back here and do what? Basically, the only three people in this room, I'm in probably, this world, who like you are in this room now. We're all going to be in Auckland in about four weeks. I'm going to, I might have to go out and uh, just train, help train my horses at Andy's place since he's not going to be there. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Andy. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Cameron. Thank you, Shannon. Thank you.